Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 21. Actually, not back, because we just started it. Welcome to episode 21 of Lunch with BB and J. Welcome, Joy. Welcome. We are so what's going on? Uh, we are gonna continue our story of Daniel in the Lion's Den. Last week you got the background, got the context. We led up to it just a little bit. This week we're gonna get into that den of lions. We're gonna find out what's going on, what it means to us today. So much. I found this to be one of mm -hmm. the most probably relevant, relevant stories that we've had that apply right to today. Yes. Uh, convicting, powerful. It's awesome. It's a good thing you're here because you're going to enjoy it. So let's dive right back into the story. Welcome to Lunch with PB&J. Or am I going to stay devoted to God? Which one would you choose? Yeah. Because this is this position that Daniel finds himself in. He basically has three choices <laughs> once this law... Um, uh, Darius signs this law into effect, and so now Daniel has three choices. The first one is this. It's only a month. It's 30 days. 30 days. Mm -hmm. I've been serving God faithfully for 80 years. Yeah. For, for They're not even saying I, I have to worship Darius. Mm -hmm. They're not even saying you have to worship Darius. They're just saying you can't worship anybody but Darius. So what if Daniel was like, okay, God... I'll talk to you in 30 days. <laughs> 30 days, God. 30 days, I'm going to take a break. Yeah. 30 days, I'm not going to pray. 30 days, I'm not going to think about you. 30 days, I'm not going to worship you. 30 days, I'm not going to live my life. Like 30 days. It's just 30 days. What's the big deal? Right? He could have taken that position and yeah. just said, for 30 days, I'm going to take it off. And I think that's a, a huge one that we do today because we say, it's not, it's not, I'm not compromising that that much they're yeah. not saying a year they're not saying i've got to give up yeah. my faith they're just saying 30 days i can't pray yeah and or, or you could look at it any number of ways of hey just while you're while you're at work don't talk about jesus yeah while you're at work don't <laughs> don't pray yeah. while you're you know you could look at it that way while yeah. you're at school while you're you know don't don't bring your bible don't bring your bible into the office sit in your cubicle and read the bible while you're there yeah. you know don't do that yeah. just while you're at work you can serve god all you want out there just don't do it here yeah and so those are those are things that we are faced with, mm -hmm. right? Um, his other option is he could have faked it, you know. He could have he could have just hit. He could have gone up. We're going to see here in a moment where he goes home and he prays and with the windows open. Yeah. He could have went home and shut the drapes, closed the doors, locked them up, yeah. and just made sure nobody saw him yeah. serving God. <laughs> nobody saw him praying to God. Nobody heard him. Makes me think about the verse two, and I can't quote the whole thing, but you guys know it, I'm sure. I'm not ashamed of the gospel mm -hmm. of Christ. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Not ashamed. Yeah. And so he could have chosen to do that. Or the third option, just do what he's always done. Yeah. Just continue to live by his conviction. Continue to live according to what God put in his heart to do. Continue to do what he had predetermined to do when he was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. He's 80 now. <laughs> but when he was 13 years old, he said, I will do what God has asked me to do. Right. I will serve God above everything else. So verse 10. Yeah. What does he do? <laughs> but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he knew it was a law. He went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its window open towards Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, mm -hmm. giving thanks Mm -hmm. to his God. Mm -hmm. That's powerful, isn't it? Nothing changes. So I, I, yeah, when I read that through, I just, it was blown, I was blown away by the no hesitation. Mm -hmm. 
that's what blew me the way the most. I think when I read that is because he he obeys, but there's no he obeys and he continues in his devotion to God, but there's no hesitation, none. Mm-hmm. And it's just that statement. He went home, he knelt down as usual. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to God. Yeah. And like that convicted me that part because I'm just like, okay, I'm not saying I wouldn't have obeyed, but like I could have been like gone home and cried about it, or yeah. or gone home and gotten on the phone and called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and be like, what do I do, guys? You know, guys, what are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna exactly. do? Exactly. Like yeah. you know. But no, he didn't. He didn't need to do that. Yeah. Because he already knew what to do, and he'd already established, as Ben has been saying, he'd already established this determination. He'd already mm-hmm. established this relationship with God. He'd already established this foundation, mm-hmm. and that's where he was operating. From. Like, do you do you see the importance, guys? Like, yes. do you see the importance of predetermining what am I going to do in my walk with God? Yeah. What am? How am I going to live out my faith? Because this this is where push comes to shove. Right. This is where the rubber hits the road. This is where I can't think of any other one. All right. This is where uh, it all comes out mm-hmm. in the wash. <laughs> thinking of other ones as I go. I know. I was thinking of one. All day. right. Um, you know, but this is where this is where it all happens. Yeah. Right here. All right. Is this law signed into place, and he has a decision to make? And what I love is again, his first response is not to panic. Mm-hmm. It's just. To go do what he's always done. Mm-hmm. He just kind of looks at his watch and goes, oh, it's time to go pray. Yeah. Not because he's worried. Yeah. Not because he's afraid. Not because he's even, he doesn't even notice, it, it's, it doesn't say that he goes and seeks God's advice on this. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even go and ask God, God, what do I do? Mm-hmm. They've told me I can't do this. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go shut the windows. He goes and does what he always, always. does yeah. at the same time of day that he always does it. He goes and he doesn't go to ask God for advice, for help, for protection, mm-hmm. for safety. He goes and gives him thanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He goes and thanks him. Which I think is an interesting point because a lot of times we we start begging God about things we already know the answer to ourselves. Uh, and don't get us wrong. If, if you go and pray to God about something, that's fine. That's not, yeah. what, that's not what we mean. Yeah. It's this idea of he doesn't need to ask God, what should I do? Yeah. Because he's he already knows what to do, and it's just an obedience thing. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, because understand, like, he doesn't have to know whether or not, he doesn't have to know what's right or wrong in this situation. He knows the law is wrong. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to pray about that. Right, right. So he's just, it doesn't affect the relationship between right. him and God. It doesn't affect right. anything because he already knows that it's wrong. Right. So he's just going to go about business as normal because, mm-hmm. again, he has pre-decided what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And I think a guy, I can't get this, it's been heavy on my heart, like getting, getting ready for this, is I don't think we, I don't think we can, we have to get this for today. I don't think we can. This is a big takeaway. It's a big takeaway. Yeah. All right. Is we have to be predetermined. And what we are going, where we are going to stand up for God and where we are going to be strong in our faith. Mm -hmm. All right. And now with that said, understand like this, Daniel didn't do this to make a point. Mm -hmm. Okay. He wasn't doing, he was just doing what he always did. Mm -hmm. Nothing changed for him. Yeah. 
It wasn't a, a scary. I don't. I really don't get the sense that it was a scary position for him to be in or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, but I think it's it's so important that that we determine ahead of time what our priority is when it comes to God yeah. and what our decision. So take take time. All right. So often our relationship with God gets the last of our time. You know, think about it when when the weekend rolls around and and you have the opportunity to go to church, but you're like, oh, man, I've got errands to run. I've got this person to see. I've got this going on. We're busy doing, you know, this at home, whatever, whatever the reasoning is. And it's just like, no, I can't take that hour and a half to go to church because I've got all these other things to do. But if I'm not doing anything, then, you know, we're going to be there. I know we'll be there. Right. And then it like it just it shows our priorities. So even with devotion, a lot of times, do you spend time with God every day? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if I've got time. If I wake up on time in the morning or or I'll do it when I get home at night before I go to bed, I'll, I'll spend some time mm-hmm. reading the Bible. I'll spend I'll pray on my way to work in the car or something like that. And we don't give God the priority of our time. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, again, it has to be predetermined. I, I remember um, talking to a guy one time and he said he he actually wrote he was a very organized guy, very busy, successful businessman. Mm-hmm. But he would write in his appointment book. He would write time with God Mm -hmm. and it was in his appointment book so that when his planner came up, if somebody wanted an early morning call or get a grab a coffee, let's do a breakfast meeting, whatever. He's like, oh, no, I'm busy between this hour and this hour. And that was his time with God. And it was scheduled just like everything else in his life that I will because he prioritized his time. with God. Some people might be, oh, man, that's legalistic. You know, they may they may point to that as, oh, that's legalistic. But to me, yeah, I mean, it's not legalistic. It is being intentional. Yeah. It's being intentional. Absolutely. And if God is important in our lives, then we'll be intentional about that. It's that whole mantra about marriage, right? You got to have a date night. You got to have a date night. You got to have a date night. And we put that as such an important thing in marriage. And yet we don't schedule time with God. Yeah. And that is the most important relationship. Yeah. I love my wife. (laughs) All right. But my most important. Date night later. Yeah. But my most important relationship is the one between me right. and God. And so it's I, something I we read have to that prioritize. Too. I read that and I thought about the fact that like, the, I feel like there's a lot of Christians today who maybe feel like they could say, yes, in the day of persecution, when persecution comes, like I'll be able to stand up against yeah. that. And they kind of have it in their mind that, that, hey, when that day comes, I'll, I'll be able to do A, B, and C. And, you right. know, I can do it. But, like, not to bust in anybody's bubble or to be <laughs> negative sound or anything, but I think the truth of it is if we're not going to be devoted today mm-hmm. to do the things that we know we need to do, to pray, to read our Bibles, to go to church, to share our faith, if we're not devoted now when it's easy, mm-hmm. so to speak, when persecution does come, and it is coming, it is coming. Yeah. Because that is the life of a Christian, do then you're not going to be you're going to crumble. You're not going to be able to stand against it. So I would encourage you in reading this just now. Today is the time to be devo- mm-hmm. devoted. It it again it goes back to that thing like you said just said if we're willing to conform in little things. Yeah. You didn't say it just like this, but if you're willing to conform in little things, yeah. how do you think you're going to stand up to the big things? Right, right. You know, and and. And then again, just, and we'll move on after this, but I just also wanted to say, like, again, Daniel didn't go and pray about the decision. Mm -hmm. He didn't go and pray about what should I do, Mm -hmm. 
you know, or anything like that. And the reason for that is because he knew that it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And and I think this is such an important thing. Over the last year or so, you know, with all the you can have whatever opinion you want about what everything that's been going on during the pandemic and lockdowns, reopening, restrictions, step steps cutting colors and waves and whatever. <laughs> um but it goes beyond just this, all right? So I'm not just talking about, like, the pandemic and all that stuff. I'm just talking about in general. Mm-hmm. Is But there's been a lot of talk about, you know, as Christians, we have a responsibility to obey the laws of the land and respect our authority. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Like, the Bible talks about we are to obey the laws of the land. We are yeah. to pray for those in authority. We're to honor those in authority and, and all of those things. And, and so there's an absolute truth to all of that. However, the Bible also talks about that there's dividing lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there are times where when the law of the land goes against the law of God, mm-hmm. God ultimately overrides it. Yeah. And so this is an example of where they made a law in the land and Daniel said, no, the law of God overrides that. Mm-hmm. And so I, there, there's a law here that says I'm to worship a man, but there was a law that was given to Moses on top of a mountain that said, I'm to worship no one but God. And so that law comes first. God's law comes first. And so I will break the law of the land in order to honor the law of God. We have got to get it through our heads that the laws of the land do not dictate our morality uh, and what is right and wrong. And just because the government says something is okay or because the government says something is wrong does not mean that it is. Mm -hmm. All right. And so we've got to we've got to get to a place where we're in tune enough with God to understand where those boundaries are. Mm-hmm. I mean, just real quick, you take you take the the topic of abortion. Mm-hmm. You know, the law of the land says that it's okay, that it's morally acceptable, that it's legal. Yeah. Does that mean it's right? Yeah. No. no. It doesn't mean that it's right. God's word says that every life is created by him, that it was before we were even in our mother's womb. It says that God knew us and he knit us together and created us with a purpose. Life begins there. It begins with God and is placed in that womb. And so it is not up to uh, us to decide which life is valuable and which life is not. Mm -hmm. And so... That is an, a perfect example of yeah. just because it's okay legally does not mean that it's right morally. Right. All right. Um, take one that's a newer is the idea of marijuana. Mm-hmm. And I, I've heard people recently. And I remember talking to a, a guy that's a minister a few years ago before Canada legalized it. Uh, in Ontario, anyway, they before they legalized, I remember talking to this guy and he's like, man, I don't know what the church is going to do. It's going to be interesting to see what the church does once they legalize marijuana. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, because people are going to start using it and, and just because it's legal. And I go, but I don't understand why that's a challenge to the church. Because mm-hmm. he was looking at it like the church may have to change its position. Mm-hmm. And I said, mm-hmm. I don't understand why the church would have to change its position just because all of a sudden the government says it's okay. Right. How does that change the morality of God mm-hmm. and God's word, right. you know? And, and again, I can go through, I'm not going to take the time because it's not what we're talking about, but 
Like I can give you verse after verse after verse after verse that talks about that as believers, we are to be sober minded Mm -hmm. and you go, wow, that's not talking about not taking drugs. Yes, it is. It's talking about anything that, that alters the mind. Any is, is something that is forbidden by God that is not wanted by God. And so it, it, it falls under those categories. And then lastly, like in Acts five, there's another example where some of the apostles are arrested. They're brought before the court and the court say, listen, uh, we don't care if you go and talk about God, but you got to stop preaching in the name of this Jesus guy. All right. This is stirring up problems. It's stirring up trouble among the people. Uh, it, you're, you're making people upset. So you got to stop using the name Jesus. And they walk out of court, go out in the street and start preaching in yeah. the name of Jesus. Yeah. They get hauled back into court and they're like, hey, guys, we we just said this. Like, go talk about God. We don't <laughs> care if you talk about God. We all believe in God. Like, go ahead and talk about that. Just don't say Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the apostles looked at him and said, it is better. It is, it, is, it is better that we honor God, obey God, the law of God, and we right. honor God more than we honor man. Right. And so uh, it's, again, it's another example. They end up getting uh, flogged, I think. They're thrown in prison anyway. And, and they're rejoicing the whole time yeah. because they're like, you know what? Yeah, bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we did what God wanted us to do. And so that's what we're, we're going to stand by that. Right. Guys, again, and, and uh, we got to move on, but again, just understand like choices are coming. Yes. I believe choices are here. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it's far off, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And just again, we've got to get this through our heads and begin now to predetermine in our hearts mm-hmm. what is right and what is wrong. What This is why we have to know the word yeah. of God. Well, we have the word of God. I just like thought of a, this phrase, like don't scramble in the day of trouble. Yeah. Don't scramble. Because there, yeah. Otherwise there comes a time where something gets said and you're like, yeah. oh man, what does, what yeah. does the Bible say? What do I believe in this area? Or even don't scramble in the day of trouble and then call Ben up. What should I do? This is, this is for you. Mm-hmm. This is for you to know. All right. Let's move on, Joy. <laughs> you got stuck there for a long time. Listen. Verse 11, then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying. It's funny how they knew he'd be doing that, mm-hmm. huh? They found him praying and asking for God's help. So they went straight to the king and reminded him about his law. Did you not sign a law for that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone divine or human except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions? Yes, the king replied. That decision stands. It is an official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. Um... Let me just make sure I'm going. Okay. <laughs> then uh, they told the king, that man, here it comes, that <laughs> man, Daniel, one of the captives of, from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Hearing this, the king was deeply troubled, and he tried to think of a way to save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of this predicament. <laughs> That's putting it mildly, right. isn't it? This little predicament of a lion's <laughs> den, all right? Uh, in the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your majesty, you know that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. So at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, May your God, whom you serve so faithfully, mm-hmm. rescue you. Just to go back just a little bit, and I know it's the same, kind of the same topic, but so it's that part in verse 13 where it says, uh, you know, they're saying that man, Daniel, uh, he's ignoring you. 
and your law. Mm-hmm. He still prays to his God three times a day. That that phrase, he's ignoring you. And again, you know, Ben mentioned it before. Um, it's just this idea I wrote down, who governs you? Who governs you? Who is the one who governs you? And, you know, they, they were accusing Daniel because they're like, hey, he's ignoring you, King Darius. He's ignoring you. And again, I think Ben even mentioned it a little bit. It was, it's not this idea that, that Daniel is being... I'm going to stick it to the man or I'm going to, yeah. you know, be, um, I'm not going to submit or I'm not going to come under his He's authority. not trying to be rebellious. He's not trying to be disloyal. Yeah. Because I also thought like, look at how loyal Daniel was to King Darius the whole time he served him mm-hmm. up until the point it would have caused him to be disloyal to God. Yeah. And it's like what you were talking about before. So just, you know, asking your, asking a question to ourselves of who governs our lives does the culture govern our lives? Does do we ourselves govern our own lives? Like who governs our lives? Because when God governs your life, He's the one that's going to influence you. Mm-hmm. And so Daniel understood, and he followed a greater law that we're seeing here. But it just stood out to me when they when they say, you know, He's ignoring you, and He still prays to His God. Why? It's because He there was a higher you know, there's a higher king. Yeah. There's a higher king. Here's King Darius. Yes, I honor you. But there's a higher king. Yeah. And Daniel was very aware of that. Yeah. And I just, I love King Darius's reaction to this whole thing. Um, like it messed him up. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it just speaks to the integrity respect. and the character and the respect that the king had for Daniel. Yeah. And what a testimony. That's a testimony. That's a, that, and the guys, that is. Like, yeah. do you understand that when you, I believe, because I've seen this in my life, Joy has seen it in hers, I believe with all my heart that if you will live faithfully mm-hmm. and boldly, mm-hmm. if you will live out your faith boldly in front of everybody, mm-hmm. and you will not conform yeah. in even little areas, if you will not bend your faith in even small areas, what you'll begin to find is that even when people don't agree with you, mm-hmm. They will respect you Mm -hmm. and they will know that there are deep convictions that you live by. And I I don't even know how to word this or explain it. But again, that is not successful if all along the way, and the only way I'm trying to explain it is like if you have this rebellious attitude also. Right. Like that will not, that testimony will not work. No. If you're, if you have this, this attitude or characteristic of rebellion along the way like they do not work together (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's it's showing on jesus taught that right he said like render under caesar that which is caesar's is this is why the bible says to honor those that are in authority yeah just because somebody like when there there are those that are in authority and i mean our world is filled with people that are above us in Mm -hmm. authority that are anything but followers of god the furthest Mm -hmm. thing from it in a lot of cases and yet we continue to show honor to them. We continue to show respect to them. We continue. Yeah. And this is why, like, as Christians, we got to stop, like, tra- like, I can't, it's a pet peeve when I see Christians, <laughs> I'm getting off on a rant here, but it's a pet peeve of mine when I see Christians rant against politicians yeah. on social media. Yeah. Because that is not honoring those that are in authority. And you go, well, they're not, they're not deserving of honor. Neither are you. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like we're, there's no one good. No, mm-hmm. not one. All right. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. None of us are good. Mm-hmm. None of us are worth anything without Jesus. 
But the the fact of the matter is, is Jesus said, the Bible says that we are to honor those in authority. And yeah. so we do that and we show that respect and we show that honor and, and, and we do that. And when we do that, we win people to Jesus yes. because they see integrity and they yeah. see the character of God in us. And help yourself out. Like get off so- social media. Mm-hmm. If that's how you need to help yourself out, get off of it. Um, help yourself out. Walk away from conversations. Yeah. Bite your tongue. Like, do whatever you need to do to show that honor. And and half the time, it's keeping our mouth shut. (laughs) What are you laughing at? (laughs) There's there's a video. There's a video. It's called, it's like this little spoof video thing. It was called the complaint zapper. It was basically like a dog collar, you know, that zap. But every time somebody complained, they'd get a shock. And I'm like, man, I know some people that need that in their life. And just (laughs) the guy like walks outside at one point and he goes, oh, man. It's raining and it's like shocks me, like falls to the ground. It's hilarious. But anyway, uh, verse 17, a stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of his nobles so that no one could rescue Daniel. Hmm. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment and couldn't sleep at all that night. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant, catch this, servant of the living God, Mm -hmm. was your God, whom you serve so faithfully, able to rescue you from the lions? And Daniel answered, long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lions' mouths so that they would not hurt me, for I have been found innocent in his sight, Mm -hmm. and I have not wronged you, your majesty. Yeah, that, that phrase, verse 19, was your God whom you serve so faithfully able to rescue you from the lines? Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> you know, I just get excited because it's like, I wrote that down and it's like that phrase, was your God able? And I think about that. I feel like, you know, maybe not verbally, we're not hearing people say this, but I believe people around us that are lost, that are that are watching our lives. We're Christians living out our, our devotion to God. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, again, some of them maybe verbally, but some of them maybe they're just silently asking this question yeah. is, is your God able? Yeah. They're watching. They're watching your life play out. They're watching your devotion to God. They're watching different scenarios in your life. And it's this question, is your God able? And the resounding answer is yes. And God wants to show that through us. Like he wants to show the answer of, yes, I am able to rescue my people. He wants to show it through us. And, and I just think that's such a testimony here of what's about to happen. But it's a, it's a testimony that, you know, God's showing himself through Daniel, through the situation, through rescuing him. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be people in our lives that are watching and asking that question. Yeah. yeah. And what an opportunity to answer it. I feel like there's a song in there somewhere. <laughs> I feel like I have a song going through my head, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not the right, it's not the right words, but it's <laughs> He's the, always it's got a, a song It's an old, it's head. an old song. I just, I got this picture while you were talking, I got this picture of Daniel, like down in the lion's den, you know, all these, all these big old cats down there. <laughs> Darius rolls him, rolls a stone and he yells out, Daniel, are you okay? And Daniel's just down there busting him. My God is more than enough. He can supply all your needs. They may not know he that He is my El Shaddai. <laughs> He always Takes, looks out for me. Takes care of me. He always looks out for me. 
He <laughs> always looks out for me, people. That's it. All right. We're going to pull up lyrics later. Uh, anyway, that was the song going through my head because I feel like he's just down there just busting it, just busting a move. He's excited. He's happy, right? And so, uh, yeah, when I when I read this part here, again, a couple things. Uh, one, I, I love I love Daniel's reaction. The king yells out to him, mm-hmm. he, was he able to rescue you? And the first thing Daniel says is not, screw you. <laughs> like he doesn't yell that. He yells out. Long live the king. Right. He's not bitter. He's not bitter. Yeah. He's not bitter because he realizes it was never about Darius throwing Daniel in. That alone will preach. (laughs) Come on, somebody. All right. Daniel's not bitter. He doesn't blame Darius for it. He recognizes what's happening. He's had all night. I'll bet you're praying about this. And God's probably revealed a couple things to Daniel. Daniel knows exactly what's going on. And so he doesn't harbor any resentment. And it's amazing because you look at, again, the king's reaction. He couldn't eat. He couldn't sleep. You know, going through all of this stuff. And immediately Daniel puts him at ease. Not only am I alive, I don't hold it against you, bud. Right. (laughs) Right? Like, it's nothing against you. And then verse 22, it says again, why Daniel it says, My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so that they would not hurt me, for I have been found innocent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in God's sight. Yeah. I've been found innocent in God's sight. And also, and I have not wronged you, Your Majesty. Mm-hmm. Like you put all that together and you realize not only have I Daniel was found innocent in God's sight because Daniel did not break the Ten Commandments. He yeah. did not worship another god. Yeah. He worshiped his god. He continued to do what he was called to do. But he's also innocent because he never wronged the king. Right. It, he still honors the king because he said, long live the king. Mm-hmm. He still honors the king. He still respects the king. Mm-hmm. His captor. Mm-hmm. You get that, right? Like, he's still in captivity. Yeah. But he still honors the king for the position that he's in. Yeah. He still shows him respect. He's like, I haven't done anything against you, and I haven't done anything against God. And because of that, I mean, guys, do you understand like what your life can be like when you just live with the the feeling of knowing that you are innocent before God, mm-hmm. never having to be afraid of being found out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's peace. In There's that. peace in that. There's yeah. comfort. There's freedom in that. Daniel knew he was innocent. Mm-hmm. He knew he was innocent. He didn't break the law. Mm-hmm. I mean, he broke the law, but he didn't break the law to spite the king. He didn't right. do it again. Right. He didn't do it out of rebellion. He did it to worship God. Mm-hmm. He did it to do to stand strong in the resolution that he had made, predetermined, I will worship God no matter what. Yeah. And there was no ill will, no defiance in him. Even when you mentioned the ill, like the way he said, long live the king, and he, you, he shows he's not bitter. Mm-hmm. And we have, we brought up Joseph already, mm-hmm. like the story of Joseph and the parallel there. It makes me think of, remember when Joseph's brothers come to come to him? Yeah. And basically he tells them, I'm not mad at you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Um, let's finish it out here. The The king was overjoyed. Yeah. 23. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him, for he had trusted in his God. Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. The lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. So it's not that the lions weren't hungry. Yeah. In case that's what you were thinking. All right. Um, yeah. And the, the other thing there is just understand this. 
like too often we think we have to fight, defend, justify, yeah. um, you know, yell, kick, scream, claw, be angry, shout mean things at people to make our point as Christians. Like, yeah. no, we're right. You're wrong. Like we, we work so hard to make a point. I loved, um, Something Josh used to always say, our old pastor, he used to he preached a message one time and he said, do you want to make a point or do you want to make a difference? Mm-hmm. I want to make a difference. Right? And so that's too often we're trying to make a point. Yeah. And that's why we yell. That's why we argue. That's why we defend. That's why we do all these things. But the question we got to ask ourselves, do you want to make a point or do you want to make a difference? Mm-hmm. Daniel wasn't trying to make a point. Mm-hmm. He was trying to make a difference. Yeah. He was trying to be... Jesus, yeah. even though Jesus wasn't there yet, right? <laughs> he's trying to be God to these people, yeah. the true God. He's yeah. trying to show God to these people. And so he does that. And when we do that, when we live a life of integrity and character and honor the conviction that God puts in our heart to live right. the way that he wants us to live, then what you see is God has your back. Yes. God defends you. Yeah. And and, and the truth will always come out. Mm-hmm. And so the king automatically, he knows he has been had. He has been manipulated mm-hmm. His butt has been kissed, mm-hmm. all right, and he recognizes it. And is actually, you go, man, why was the punishment so harsh? It was actually a Persian custom mm-hmm. that when somebody, when there was an, a, a deception or injustice had taken place, that the um, that the punishment was transferred to the accuser. Mm. And so these guys had accused Daniel of something. The king recognized what had happened. And so the punishment that was meant for Daniel was now turned onto his accusers. And this goes all the way back to even the time of Esther. Uh, You think of Haman accused Mordecai uh, and all of this. And and that that king told Haman, hey, go out and build the gallows. Build a place where we can hang Mordecai. And then the truth came out and Haman was hanged on his own gallows. Right. And so it's a, it was a Persian custom at that time. Right. So wow. here we go. Now we're going to finish. Hang on. We're going to finish. <laughs> Verse 25. Then King Darius sent his message to the people of every race, nation, and language throughout the world. Hear this. The king mm-hmm. now stands up for the entire nation, every language, every race to hear. He says, peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear. Fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, and he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed, and his rule will never end. His rescuers, he rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Mm. It's powerful Mm -hmm. stuff. Go. Mm -hmm. Take us home. Just my takeaway, like the end of that, my takeaway is basically like, I feel like King Darius sums it up. His mm. proclamation, his decree to the to the people just sums it up. Like this is a really old story in the sense of it was a long time ago. But here's King Darius and he's saying, For he is the living God and he will endure forever. So, you know, God has not changed. It's the same God. It's the mm-hmm. same God that rescued Daniel out of his lion's den. Um, his kingdom will never be destroyed and his rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. Like, I just feel like this story is such a reminder to me. Um, Even the part where it says he performs miraculous signs and wonders. I think through reading these stories that, you know, that we read as kids and we read in, you know, Sunday school and things like this, these bedtime stories, 
it's like bringing back the awe and wonder of God. Yeah. The fact that he does miracles. Yeah. He does miracles. He does wonders. He does, um, he rescues his people. I read this today and just had an overwhelming feeling of peace on me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know it when I know it, but sometimes it just sinks into your heart and you're like, God, you rescue your people. And so what is there to fear when yeah. we live for God, when we have predetermined what we're going to do and, and, and living for God and being devoted to him? What is there to fear? Yeah, He rescues his people. And I just think it's powerful just when you see it full circle. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't, you know, we're, we have the great ability to read these stories and see all of it to the very mm-hmm. end. And I just think it's powerful because you're seeing God be glorified at the end of yeah. this. Yeah. And that's what he wants for our life as well. When we live our life devoted and faithful to him, then, you know, God's going to get the glory. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the idea here. That's what we point. want. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yes. We're here to glorify God so that God will get the glory. Yes. And and yeah, I just, I think it's, again, that, that ending part there. The words of Darius, because Darius, if you honestly, like here's the deal. You continue to read the story. Darius turns back to his old ways really quick. All right, like it's it's really it's a really fast turnaround again. Yeah. Um, but yet, I think it's an amazing testimony when even people that don't believe in God mm-hmm. are willing to get up and say, "Listen, I don't fully get it. I don't I don't even know that I I believe in the same thing that they believe in, mm-hmm. but I cannot argue." Undeniable. I cannot argue the fact that what they have is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't argue that. And I believe that God is real. I can't, like it's this, it's, sometimes people will say, like I, I just, I can't, I'm not there yet myself, but I can't argue the fact I know God is real. Yeah, I know that he's real. And so that's what you see in Darius. And again, when you will stand firm in your convictions, mm-hmm. when you will live a life of integrity and character mm-hmm. that represents God to the core without conforming in even the smallest of details, yeah. people will see that. And not only will they respect you for it, but they will glorify, they will give glory to God for it. Right. Because then it becomes a reflection. Who you are becomes a reflection of God. Mm-hmm. It's the same way that as parents, if somebody comes to us and goes, man, your kids, like, I don't know what you've done, but your kids. Like, I, I remember somebody coming to me one time and saying, what did your parents do? <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? And they're like, how, how, how did you turn out the way that you turned out? <laughs> what did your parents do? What did they yeah. say to you? And, uh, and I had to rack my brain because I couldn't think of one specific thing yeah. that my parents had said and done, but they were giving glory to my parents mm-hmm. because there was something in me that reflected mm-hmm. my parents' actions in me. Mm-hmm. When we display the characteristics of God, when right. we display his word, when we let the truth of God come out in our lives, yeah. in our speech, yeah. in the way that we live our lives... It gives glory to God because people see him in us. Right. And they're like, man, what did your daddy do yeah. to make you have 
live a life of such integrity and character and devotion and uncompromised belief and faith? And how, why do you have this joy? Why do you have this peace? Why do you have all these things? And you're like, it's my father that's in me. And they Mm -hmm. see a reflection of the father in us. And when we do that, when we live our lives in that way, God gets the glory for that. And here you have a pagan king mm-hmm. standing up in front of an entire nation saying mm-hmm. y'all need to pay attention to Daniel's God. Yeah. Cuz that's that's the real deal right yeah. there. It's just an incredible incredible thing. So, yeah, we've been put on this earth to glorify God. And and you I mean you said it, but but every race, nation, language throughout the world, mm-hmm. he sends this message to. Let's don't limit what God can do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How far he can reach and what he can do. It's good stuff, Joy. I liked it. Did y'all like it? <laughs> it's good stuff. She's good, isn't she? She's good. All right, listen, we're going to let you guys go. Thank you so much for listening uh, to these past two episodes on Daniel and the Lion's Den. Hope you've enjoyed it. We're going to continue with bedtime stories. We've got a few more to go. Uh, We're jumping back into the New Testament next week. We are actually going to be covering one of my personal faves. It is (laughs) Lazarus. Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Um, You know, quick little thing again, Lazarus. Uh, comes out, but there are so many little nuggets yeah. of gold. Yeah. There's gold in that story, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's amazing. There's a great song that goes with it. There's always a song that Carmen, goes with it. Carmen. Y'all remember Carmen, don't you? Lazarus. <laughs> Lazarus. Lazarus. Come forth. All right. It's amazing. All right. Uh, I'm probably going to get pegged now. That was so good. They're going to think that was actually Carmen and we're using it and I'm going to get flagged for copyright. But anyway, that's going to be next week. We're going to, next week, next week, we're going to be talking about Carmen. (laughs) No, we're not. Lazarus. Sorry, I got confused there for a second. Uh, we're going to be talking about Lazarus. So make sure you join us there. In the meantime, if you haven't done it already, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel right there. And then up in that corner right over there, there is a little bell. I think it's right over there. Think so. That one. Um, there's a little bell. You can click on that bell, be notified every time we post a video. Hey, leave a comment, share the link. The more you do that, the more people find out about it and come can come and have lunch with us. If you're listening, wherever you're listening to this, uh, whatever podcast platform you're using, be sure to follow us. Again, leave a comment, leave a rating, even though that scares joy. Uh, because the more you do that, the more we show up and more people can join us right here for lunch with PB&J. Bye guys.